0: Hello, and welcome back to the podcast series, 95 Meditations Through Colossians with Campus Collective. I'm your host again, as usual, Andrew Callahan. This Monday, I'm here with a good friend, Anthony Henderson. Uh, Anthony, I'm glad to have you on the podcast this week. What do you have to share with us on the podcast?
1: Yeah, man. So um, this week's truth comes from Colossians 2, uh, chapter 2, verses 16 through 17. Paul writes, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival, or a new moon, or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Um, The big truth that sticks out to me whenever I'm reading these are the importance of reading the Old Testament um, in view of Christ's finished work. Um, I think a lot of times for me, I will read the Old Testament and just be lost, like without... Guidance, not knowing where to go, reading these stories, especially the Torah, the first mm-hmm. five books, and come to that in your Bible reading time, and you're just like, man, I just maybe I need to skip this this week. But but what Paul's saying here is that all of these, when you come to uh, food and drink laws, you come to festival laws, new moon laws, or Sabbath laws, these are all pointing to substance of Christ. And the word that he actually uses there for substance is the reality. So I think that's just that's a beautiful way to read the Old Testament. Yeah, I
0: think it's it's. A very pertinent point, because I think that we look through the Old Testament, we're reading through it, and one can imagine that you, you would have to have a, this kind of mindset when you approach the Old Testament, because otherwise you might seem as though you were picking and choosing, right? And, and some have even accused Christians of doing so. Absolutely. They're like, oh, you know, you believe this moral rule, well, why don't you... Uh, well, why do you wear mixed clothing? Because they'll point to where the uh, old law would say that they weren't allowed to wear clothing that consisted of multiple types of fabric. And so we have to recognize in these laws, which were not moral or justice laws, but they were in fact ritualistic or uh, Sabbath, excuse me, not Sabbath, but uh, tradition or festivals, calendar events— that these ones we have on the word of Christ, he actually spoke concerning these things, that their purpose finds its fulfillment in Christ. And so we are told, even by Christ, to read these things as such, and which is why we are able to uh, practice such laws, not by the letter of the law, but through the substance of Christ, by recognizing what they were truly meant to show us.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, especially uh, like the cherry-picking accusation, um and i've been guilty of that myself just wondering like why do we why do we um not follow all the old testament laws but then things like um homosexuality, adultery, lying, things like that that the that the new testament's very clear about why do we kind of brush off those and i think it's really important to keep in context um what the laws were intended to do i mean there are some laws that were given in the old testament that are civil laws right the nation of israel um ceremonial laws, um, and then moral laws. So God's morality never changes, so His moral law would never change. And, and there are some laws that, for the church, like there's punitive consequences to like the nation of Israel. And mm-hmm. we're not the nation of Israel anymore, so therefore we don't execute those in the same way. Um, but even more than that, it's just important to remember that it it all finds its fulfillment in Christ in the cross. One thing that jumps out at me with all of those laws, if you go back, they're they're almost all bookended f- for not following those laws. They're all bookended by sacrifice, hmm. days of sacrifice, days of atonement, um, and so just seeing like letting those pile up and stack up against you, and 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 realizing that man, I couldn't keep those laws at all, um, and but in Christ, like He has fulfilled every one of them in some way to... Even the ones about like not eating shellfish um, and things like that—they've all been fulfilled in Him and in His cross. And so, yeah, reading the Old Testament with freedom because of that um, and, and rejoicing.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's actually kind of like interesting to consider that this was the will of God that He should, um, rather than simply revealing Christ uh, at the get-go. Um, so, for example, like rather than for re- revealing Christ in His incarnation. In uh, at the time that he did, and during the Roman Empire, what if he had simply, instead of instituting all of these ritualistic and traditional laws for the old covenant people, why did he even have an old covenant to begin with? Why not simply reveal Christ in that moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a question that you know I I won't even take a shot at asking, but I think or excuse me, at answering. But I find it interesting generally that God chose uh, rather than revealing the person in the image of Christ, He chose to reveal. Uh, all of these shadows mm-hmm. of Christ. Um, and I think there's a beauty to that, a certain beauty that we have a significant chunk of Old Testament literary tradition. We look at the Old Testament commands and such, a lot, a, a significant chunk, maybe not the whole of it or even a, the most of it, but a pretty significant chunk of that is dedicated to foreshadowing the person of Christ, which is in a sense really beautiful and that God would choose to do it in that way.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's. Spot on, man. Just the longing that it creates. Like, imagine being the people of Israel and and having all of these, like, laws of Torah laid out before you for your your whole life and just thinking, like, okay, this this festival comes up. Like, we get this time of celebration, but, like, it's not ultimate. It disappears. Um, Or uh, even um, the Sabbath, right? The Sabbath's like a good day of rest, but then the other days of the week you're still working and, and... being reminded that you are not clean to come before God. And and like the actual sacrifices themselves, just that picture of just the bloody, like ritualistic mess once a year, like on the day of atonement that the, the people would see and the smell and the air and it just all combining to create this sense of longing. And so, yeah, I think if God had just given us, Christ had just shown up without the Old Testament, um, I don't know that we would have but we would appreciate it. You know, that's that that's actually a good point you bring up even right there that I
0: wasn't even thinking about. That in a sense, Christ, so we, we often look at it from this perspective, right? That we know Christ fulfills the Old Testament law, uh, and that they uh all of these things find their their true substance in Christ. But one thing we probably that I haven't considered anyways is that they actually in very many ways, inform the character and the person of Christ and, as, and tell us about what he accomplished on the cross. So absent of, like, all of these rituals, pretending to sacrifice and blood and stuff like that, like, would it be true that had he never instituted such an old, such a covenant or such, a, such traditions, uh, all of, like, how expansive it was? It didn't necessarily have to be as expansive. What if he had simply uh, told us we need the sacrifice of blood, for example, and then one day we have Christ— Uh, he fulfills such things, we are saved by faith in Christ. Uh, That would technically, I guess, if you think theoretically, that's, I guess, uh, possible to be the case. But what we actually have is a really, really expansive system. And what that system does for us now as New Covenant people is it tells us really how expansive and how necessary the work of Christ really was. I think that we uh, it actually magnifies it. Because what Jesus doesn't do is walk us one through one in the New Testament through every... Aspect of the Old Testament and how He is actually the true and better of that. We some of the New Testament authors do that. They like Hebrews, for example, walks about, walks through like, the priesthood, for example, but it doesn't go into detail. We have to actually look at the Old Covenant and look at all the details, and we can discover for ourselves just how rich the substance of Christ is in light of all of the, the foreshadowing.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful, man. It's just looking back. There's just. Picture upon picture. And it what's beautiful about the Old Testament is it even expands. Like, Paul's focusing in this text on, like, the law. But, it like, it expands out from there, like, all of the Old Testament and how it points to Christ. Like, we don't just have the law that points to Christ, but we have our, our whole Old Testament. Yeah,
0: absolutely. For the listeners today, I just want to encourage you. Uh, one takeaway for myself, anyways, right now as we're sitting here is... We, we just really have a lot to learn when it comes to how we read our Bibles, the tools we apply, uh, the wisdom we are searching. And so I just encourage you to sort of evaluate your own uh, tools of biblical analysis and try to go deeper. You know, I think that we all, it's a lifelong journey. We're all learning how to go deeper, how to mine scripture uh, for more, because we know that it's infinitely deep and it's wisdom that it offers us, uh, in which we ultimately know wisdom is a gift for God. So ask from that, for that wisdom today in faith, knowing He will give it to you if you are a Christian. Uh, we have the whole Bible. It's a beautiful thing, and I encourage you to take a peek at your Old Testament if you've been discouraged from doing so. Thank you for tuning in with us today. I hope you will join us tomorrow as we continue through 95 Meditations through Colossians.